please join me in an attitude of prayer. Holy and gracious God, I thank you for this beautiful day that you have given us and called it good. Lord, in this time, may your spirit descend upon us and may the words of my mouth and meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. We pray this in your name. Amen. All right, we continue with our sermon series today in which we explore the vows that we made when we became members of the church. And specifically, I, we are going to be looking at a particular vow that we are to uphold the church with our prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. And so the first week we talked about supporting the church with our prayers. And then last week we talked about how to support the church with our presence. We talked about how important it is to show up uh, for each other and to include others on our spiritual journey. We cannot do this alone. We need others to help walk alongside us, to help us to grow and to learn. We also learned that we are to be present to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives and to hear God's uh, voice speak to us to help us discern and to uh, know what to do next. Today we continue on with our third vow, that we are to uphold the church with our gifts. So probably out of all the vows that we're going to look over the next five weeks, this particular vow to support the church with our gifts probably makes the most people upset or nervous to talk about. I remember in um, one of my previous churches, I'm not going to say which church, but there was a church. And at one point when I first got there, it was encouraged to me to try to get members who, um, who were members of our church, you know, were on our roster, but hadn't come in a really long time. And so they encouraged me to try to send out a letter to try to get them to come back. And so I drafted what I called a We Miss You letter. And so um, in this letter, you know, I introduced who I was because I was new. Um, I told them the good things that we were doing at the church. I also asked them in the letter that if they were no longer coming to our church because they were going to someplace else, you know, which was most likely the uh, most probable reason, um, they were no longer coming, then just let us know, you know. But then I included in the letter that just to kind of remind them of the vows that they took when they became members of the church. And I, re- I wanted to remind them that the vow they took was to support the church with their prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. And I was trying to remind them of what they had pledged to do at one point in their lives and to convict them to live into that vow. I got a lot of responses to that letter. (laughs) But one response in particular will never quite leave me. And it was this woman who, who, by the way, did not come to me directly. She sent a third party to tell me. That's my biggest pet peeve. That (laughs) told me that she will never step foot in my church again. Never mind she hadn't stepped foot in that church years before I had come, but she was never going to step foot in that church for as long as I was their pastor because that letter 
was all about finances. And the only thing I was concerned about was her money. And so she would never come back to my church because that's all I was concerned about, was getting her money. Because of one word, gifts. I didn't mention money. I didn't mention finances. I said, you know, you're called to support the church with your gifts, but that's the only place I said that. And as we're going to talk about today, gifts can include money, but not necessarily about money. This vow of giving back to the church makes us nervous because we don't like to talk about money, and we don't like to feel pressured to have to give more money. I've given enough financial stewardship sermons to know this for a fact. (laughs) So with all that being said today, if you are one of those people who's nervous about my sermon today, because you think it's going to be all about money, I want you to relax, take a deep breath, and trust it's not one of those sermons today. All right? But if you'll allow me just a couple minutes to talk about money, all right? This is the only thing I will say about it. When we talk about supporting and upholding the church with our gifts, it can include supporting the church with our money. Money is important for people living their daily lives, as you know, and it's important for churches too. Churches have expenses, and it takes, as you know, it takes your generosity to keep us going. Now, I will say, when I talked about finances in previous sermons, I have always approached it from the mindset that we are to be responsible for um, all the resources that God has given us, and we're called to be good stewards of those resources, including money. And in particular, I talk about the need to, every once in a while, to review um, our giving plan to the church, um, to review how much we give to the church and maybe reflect on why you give that amount. And I'll give you an example of why I mentioned this. Um, So when I was growing up in the church, when it came time to pass the offering plates around, my dad would give each of us kids a dime out of his coin, out of his coin bag. And so for years, growing up in the church, I always gave a dime in the church. Now when I got older, and I got a part-time job, and it was my responsibility to give back to the church. It came out of my pocket, not my dad's. I gave a dime. Why did I do that? Because that's what I had always done, right? I wasn't being purposely stingy. It wasn't like going, okay, God, you only get 10 cents now. (laughs) I wasn't really bad with math, all right? That was just the reason why I gave 10 cents was because I just always gave 10 cents in the offering plate. And I don't know why I decided to reflect on my giving, but once I did, once I reevaluated, okay, why am I giving 10 cents? Oh, it's because I grew up doing it. Then I was able to readjust what I gave that was more reflective and intentional off of my paycheck, which for part-time jobs wasn't much more, but... (laughs) But I gave a little bit more than based on my paycheck. So my only financial encouragement in this sermon today is that if you haven't evaluated what you are giving to the church and why, it might be a good idea just every once in a while just to go back to your budget and go, why am I giving this amount of money? And maybe 
see if there's a little bit of extra room to give a little bit more. It can't hurt to look. Now, with that being said, I have also had so many people come up to me over the years who have evaluated their budget and who can no longer give at the level that they used to give or to give at the level that they would like to give, I should say. And they almost inevitably always apologize and feel guilty for their lack of giving to the church. And I tell every person, every time, there's no need to apologize. At the end of the day, what's more important to God isn't that you give a certain amount of your money, but that you give whatever you give, you give intentionally, even if it's not much. And I also tell them that if they're not able to give to the church financially or give at the level they would like to give, then I always encourage them, though, to say, well, you know, maybe there's something else you could do to help us in the church. If you can't give financially, maybe you can give to us in other ways. And so here's the real point of my sermon today, of what I really want to stress to you. Giving is so much more than money. It's about using your gifts that God gave you to help support the church in some way. Supporting the church with your gifts can look like giving money, and for some people that's a very easy thing for them to do. But it can also look like using your gifts of teaching to help teach a Sunday school class. Or using your gift of creativity to help lead the crafts at VBS. Perhaps your gift is that you're just a really good worker and you're just good at doing whatever somebody else tells you to do. Well, then we've got a few events for you to sign up for today. And maybe for you, you're really good at being in charge and and being responsible for a project and you're good at delegating responsibility. Trust me, we need you too. When that woman who read the We Miss You letter got so upset over that letter because of one word, she missed the point of the whole letter. The point of the whole letter was to let her know that we truly missed her. All of her, all of who she was and all that she brought to our church, not just her money, but her gifts and her talents to make us a better church because of her presence. The point of the vows of supporting the church with our prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness is to make us the church better, stronger, together, so that we can make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And we need all the gifts that we can get. We need monetary gifts to fund the events. We need people with their natural gifts and abilities to make it work out. We need you with your gifts that God gave you to make us better together. This past week, you probably saw it in the news, this past week, a factory near Middleburg very suddenly closed its doors. Woodmode in uh, Kramer, I believe. 
They went into work on Monday morning, and by the end of the day, it was their last day of work, with no advance notice. Almost 1,000 employees were laid off just like that. And on Friday, they found out, by the way, that their health insurance will not last much longer either. Almost 1,000 employees are suddenly and unexpectedly looking for jobs when they didn't think they would have to find one. As devastating as that is, and it's, I mean, it's devastating beyond words. What is incredible to witness, though, is the outpouring of support and love and care for these employees in their time of need. Even Monday night before it broke, you know, <coughs> regional news, when word spread very quickly, what happened immediately, even starting that first night and in the first few days, was an outpouring of love and support, especially across social media. I have a lot of friends uh, on Facebook in the mifflinburg Grove area, and what I found was that there were people, um, including the mayor in Mifflinburg, um, he made a particular post public for anybody to share, and he said, wherever there's a job, please post like where they can go to apply for that job. And so... I mean, I don't know how many dozens of comments were underneath his post of all the places people can go to find a new job. And he made it public to share. And other people did the same thing. <laughs> then there was a couple of other examples. There was one church, though, that really impressed me. Within, like, within a day or two, they created an event that will happen tonight, by the way, for a free dinner and a free resume writing workshop um, for all those employees. And so people will generously give donated food for tonight's dinner. People will generously give their time to make that meal. HR professionals will generously give of their time for free to help people craft a new resume and to practice interviews um, so that they can have a good chance at finding a new job. And then just a couple days ago, I noticed another church in Mifflinburg um, will be handing out this morning free wise gift cards for all Mifflinburg residents who were employed at Wood Mode. And all they have to do is just come to the church during the Sunday school time today to pick up that free wise gift card. That's what it looks like to be the church together. And it's amazing to see that happen. It's amazing to see a church come together using our collective gifts to make a difference in our community. When we talk about upholding the church with our gifts, it's about digging deep within ourselves and asking ourselves, what can we bring to the table? And it might not seem a lot, whatever we feel like we can give, but when we have that feeling, like what difference does my one or two dollars give? Then we remember the story of Jesus. Who with just a few fish and few loaves of bread fed thousands of people. We remember the early church as they started to build up their church. Who came together to start supporting themselves and each other with whatever gifts they had. For some, it was money. Others, it was food. But they were able to build themselves up as the new church, as a community, because of their gifts. 
You and I are called to support the church with our gifts, our monetary gifts, of course, our spiritual gifts, our natural physical gifts of skills and knowledge that we have developed. Nothing goes to waste in this community. And nothing is looked down upon as too little. God is able to multiply our gifts to match the needs that we're trying to meet. But we first have to open up our hands and offer it to God first. These gifts that we were first given by God weren't made for us alone. These gifts were made to share. These gifts were made to build up the community that we call the church. We give not just because of a vow we took years ago, but because God first loved us and freely gave to us these gifts. And so we want to love others and freely offer others those gifts as well. Thanks be to God for the many gifts that God has given us. Amen.